this episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. I'm type of person where it doesn't matter if I know it's coming. If it pops out in that way, I jump (laughs) every time. If you know it's coming, it pops out. You are going to jump. That's true. Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing Horrors podcast. With me is Laura. Hello there. And Greg. Hey, what's up, man? And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? How you guys doing? Good. Super duper. Super duper. Doing good? Yep, yep. Just looking for the Lord. Having a good time here. <laughs> <laughs> looking <laughs> for the movie. Lord. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, interesting. Did you get a tattoo on your chest uh, the past week? Oh, yeah. 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 It was, uh, uh, I'll, I'll have to show you guys later. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. okay. All right. You have to come down to your dungeon basement and uh, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't don't sign me up for the dungeon basement. No, okay. I'm not following. <laughs> yeah. I've already been to Greg's garage. I definitely don't want to go in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> it's. A, I feel like it's a step up from the garage. You know, it just depends on how you look at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess if you say so, man. Did you move those creepy wall hooks to the to the basement? Oh no, I, I added more. I added more oh, more, more wall hooks. More wall Ooh. hooks in the basement. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, nothing good comes with a wall hook. No, sorry. Um, uh, speaking of hooks, uh, that's such a creepy doing- phrase, wall hook. I'm just going to put that out there. Like, I don't know if that's an actual thing, but it's not. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, speaking of hooks, uh, we're doing 2003's Gothica. I'm pretty sure there was hooks no. down in that basement. There, there was hooks in the barn. There was hooks somewhere. Uh, I saw them in there. You know, I, I saw okay. them. Right. I saw them. I saw them. All right. Uh, so we'll see what we're wearing tonight. Uh, Laura, what do you got going on tonight? You're pretty, pretty elaborate. No, I mean, not really. Uh, I am dressed as Chloe or Penelope Cruz's character. I have on my gray shirt and my little white granny sweater. And, uh, I am Chloe after she basically was beat up and then some in, mm-hmm. uh, her solitary cell. Mm-hmm. So I've got a little bruise on my cheek and an eyebrow cut and a lip cut. My little band-aids. Mm-hmm. You ready for the fight club tomorrow? Very nice. Ready for fight club. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> wow. That's interesting. I don't think I do fight club in a pandemic. That seems super uh, transmittable. I don't think I would Oof. mess with that. A lot <laughs> of know? juices. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to mess with that. Uh, what do you got going on, Greg? What, do you, what, do you, what, do you, <laughs> what are you wearing, Greg? What do you got going on? Uh, I am coming in as Halle Berry's character. Mm. She is uh, Miranda. So I'm at the state where she's been admitted to this prison or sanatorium or whatever it is. And, you know, I've got my uh, <laughs> scratched up arm bandaged up. And I actually, wow. I've got one version of me where wow. I'm uh, I'm stuck behind the glass looking out into the, the pouring torrential rain. I mean, to oh, holy shit! <laughs> I feel like I feel like this uh, this week's pick should just all be Greg. We, me and Laura, I think I so be, too. I mean, Laura's is pretty good, but uh, man. no, 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 Rob's so that's that's all you. Just yeah, oh, wow. That's no, I, I kind of love it. I mean, you look yeah. at Greg's photos, and then you look at Rob's photo. <laughs> Let's <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> my 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 photo is just uh, you know, like I'm, I'm screaming. I'm an inmate. Uh, I'm dressed like an inmate. I just got a white t shirt, sweater. Uh, and then I'm getting attacked. I'm getting attacked by somebody. I don't know who it is. It's probably Greg. It's probably Greg attacking me. But uh, <laughs> he's 
dragging me down to his basement with a hook in his hand. Uh, yeah, so I'm just getting attacked. I got blood all over me and stuff like that. So, but it's still like Greg's is legit. Greg's is awesome. I love it. Let's see. Yeah, so if anybody wants to see these pics, see what we're wearing, you gotta check out Twitter and Instagram at Conjecturing Pod. Uh, I don't think we anybody got any merch on. I don't think so. I know I don't got any merch on. There's no merch no, in the penitentiary. No, not tonight. No, wow, this is like the first time since we've dropped our, our merch that we're not wearing anything. You know, we never got those undies up and gone. We can't be wearing those. But. <laughs> I'm not wearing any merch, but I did just finally get uh, in the oh. mail. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Rob, like right before that, Rob was talking about undies, and you're like, and by the way, I am not wearing any merch. <laughs> oh, you bought us too much. <laughs> didn't, know which, oh, didn't know which direction you were going to go with that one. So <laughs> Sorry, sorry. No, uh, not wearing it, but we we dropped a new design somewhat recently, uh, our horror movie night tea, mm. you know, a, a t-shirt specifically for when you want to watch your horror movies at home. And they just came in the mail and they look so dope. Like I finally, mm. that was one of my designs and I finally did one that I'm legit so proud of. It oh, looks yes. really good. Yeah. Good job. Nice. Good job, Laura. Good, good job. Nice. Yeah. If you want to yeah, check it been out. very self-loathing about her designs over the last few weeks. So glad to see you show some yes. pride in your work. Yeah. <laughs> I did it. Yes. Good job, Laura. Good job. You're earning your keep finally. Uh, let's see. So if you want to check them out, you can check out tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod to see all the merch up there. Uh, so let's see what we're drinking tonight, Laura. What do we got going on tonight? Uh, let me get the drop going here. What's in the cups? Uh, we are drinking a Rhode Island Red because the farmhouse they go to in Willow Creek is in Rhode Island. And anytime we do something that's specific to a certain major town, even state sometimes, I always check to see if they have some kind of signature drink or a drink that they're like well known for, where if you were to visit, you'd kind of see it on a lot of the menus that's just specifically for that place. Luckily, Rhode Island does have such a drink, which is a Rhode Island red. So we had to do that. And to make it at home, uh, the recipe calls for 16 fresh raspberries four ounces of tequila, an ounce of Chambord, one and a half ounces of lemon juice, a dash of bitters, six ounces of ginger beer, and mint. Yeah, very simple drink. Mm, yeah, uh, so tasty. simple. Yeah. It the, is tasty, the, though. That Chambord, everyone's the, got the, that. The 16 raspberries seems very specific. Why 16? Very interesting. I don't know, mm. but I like it. Mm. I like it when, when drink recipes specify a number, and it's not just like 20. 16 means that they've vetted out the recipe very well, mm -hmm. so I trust That's it. That's true. Mm -hmm. well, it could be go. some bullshit also, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> No, I think you might be onto something. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, great great drink, Laura, great drink. Uh, let's, let's do some show news updates real fast. We just, we just want to remind everybody uh, listening, if they like our show, please rate, review our podcast, whatever platform you listen to it on. Uh, and we have an ad read real fast. This episode is sponsored by Amazon Music Unlimited. With Amazon Music Unlimited, listeners get unlimited access to over 70 million songs, on-demand music, which is always ad-free, and are able to listen offline with unlimited skips. By signing up with our promo link, you can get Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days and cancel at any time. So go to getamazonmusic.com slash conjecturingpod to get started. Um, do we got any listener comments or questions? Anything from previous shows? Anything like that, Laura? I don't think so. Nothing there, nothing there. Uh, do we got any follow-up? You guys got any follow-up from previous shows? Last week we did The Village. Uh, anybody fall in love? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you know, this is going to seem kind of random, but I started downloading some Village People music. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were actually around just before our time, like in their heyday, mm -hmm. right? So we only heard what was on the radio. I downloaded a couple tracks. It's it's catchy still to this day. It's it slaps? 
It slaps. Oh, it definitely Damn. slaps. It's good okay. stuff. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like it. I like it. You're gonna you're just listening to village people and your village uh uh creature outfit doing YMCA Greg? No, no, no. I'm I'm doing Macho Man <laughs> in the outfit. Oh, <laughs> Macho Man? <laughs> is that is that definitely going on TikTok? <laughs> that's my please for Macho Man Rob. Macho Man dance. <laughs> Can you please get that image of <laughs> Greg dancing and making that face and save that in our video archives, please. I'll see, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. We could post that oh one day. God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that episode was super cool. I, yeah. I, I liked that movie. I knew, I think at the end, uh, the ratings were kind of surprising to, to some people, but, uh, but I, I, I enjoyed that movie. You know, I think I put up a Twitter poll, uh, this past week about like, you know, what is this movie? What is the village? Is it like a romantic mm-hmm. thriller? Is it like just a horror thriller? It's just a thriller, you know, um, because it seems like mm-hmm. it's a super big debate. Uh, what did you think about the episode, Laura? Well, it's 100% a romance thriller. Mm, romance thriller. Definitely. Yeah. Right there. Nice. Yeah. Nice. No, I thought the episode was good. I really enjoyed it being my second watch. So, yeah. And I, anytime I can stump Greg, that just worked out. <laughs> perfectly <laughs> that's true that's true uh on to this week this week like i said we're doing gothica uh this is a conjecture choice pick uh laura do you want to read who this was from yes this is from our friend emma or sketchy ed on instagram and twitter and she said that this was the second scary movie that she ever watched and it scared her so badly she's still obsessed with it even though the reviews are terrible so i cannot wait to talk about these these might be this might be the worst critic reviewed movie we've ever conjectured this what? Is, no. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's, you guys surpri- are, it's surprisingly crazy low, Greg. We'll get to it, Greg, because I know, I know Greg doesn't like to uh, know that ahead of time. He likes to be surprised. I did it last week. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. true. You did do it last week. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to Rotten Tomatoes and I'll go through a couple of them. I have another Roger Ebert uh, come back in and uh, give us a little information. Oh, again. I'm so glad you did that. <laughs> I saw that too. Yeah. Good. I was like, what? I'm, I'm Does he drop stoked. another mic? He's yeah, it's, just, it's, it's interesting. Don't tell him. Don't oh, tell him. Man. Little, little okay. tease, little tease. All right, man. all right. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so uh so before we get to the actual movie, let's do our horror segment of the week. Uh let me get the drop going here. Oh, I'm surprised. I don't know why I was I thought it was a game for sure. That was a game? You think I have time for games anymore? I don't I don't think <laughs> I don't I have time for games anymore. I don't think you have time for games, but I mean, this is a side note, but I've learned that when you don't put it in the docket, it's a uh, game. Oh, really? <laughs> if that means I literally waited till the last second to even think of it now. That's the new standard is that. Got it. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's crazy looking back to be like, when did I have time to design games every freaking week? Like what was what was happening? I guess we were full quarantine back then. So like the, like nobody was doing anything. So there no. was no, nothing going on, but uh yeah, it's been it's been crazy lately to try to think of. It. I did have an idea, but it just didn't work out. So maybe maybe next week, maybe next week, Laura. Mm-hmm. Um this week though, like I said, question for you guys, kind of similar to the ones I've been bringing up lately. Uh, having to choose what movie you would rather be in. Um, mm. this movie itself, Gothica, is, you know, psych- psychiatric, uh, penitentiary being trapped in like a psych ward, prison, whatever you want to call it, it can go either way. Um, so between three movies we've reviewed now, you have to choose which one you'd rather kind of live in experience. So you have Gothica, of course, this week's movie. You have The Craft, episode 64, we did mostly the ending of The Craft, uh, with, uh, oh. with what's her name saying she can fly. Um, she's actually all scarred up too, so that's kind of similar. Uh, and then last, you have Return to Oz, episode 32, most of the opening, the opening of Return to Oz. So between those three psychiatric penitentiaries, more or less, 
which one would you want to be trapped in, I guess? Try to escape? I don't know. You can kind of, Laura, you're just saying none of them? What? No, I think the answer is once again, very obvious. <laughs> it's obvious? Okay. I'm going to be stuck <laughs> in the one from the craft because that mm. is a it's normal one. <laughs> it's normal. She's that crazy. That is the only wrong answer. Uh, she's crazy, but mm -hmm. the actual penitentiary is not crazy. It's like normal. Hmm. Interesting. What, what if or, I changed it to be like, she has to be your cellmate. You have to be in the same cell as her. What about that? Is well, that okay. The, here's the thing. I'm not picking the one from Gothica because there's clearly, uh, there's ghosts. There's a rapist on the loose, a murderer. <laughs> so nope, yeah. not going to do that. I'm a woman. <laughs> Fuck that shit. And are you kidding me right now with Return to Oz? What? <laughs> no, you don't want wheelers rolling around. You think I'm putting around? myself in that situation? Yeah, mm -hmm. you, you're high, Greg. <laughs> I'm high. <laughs> you, Laura, you pick the only one where you're guaranteed to stay. I feel like the wheel is spinning in your brain, but the hamster is dead on this one. Look, no, the, there's two I'm not options. her. I'm not crazy, so I will be okay there. You don't See got a. Uh, you, no, you don't got phenomena inside you. Nothing. <laughs> No, no, she was oh. purged of Manamanon, so she oh. has nothing. So let me explain why, first of all, why the craft is the wow. wrong answer. It's, why don't you mansplain it to me, Greg? Mansplain <laughs> it. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put, let's take off a shirt. Let's see that tattoo. I'll, uh, I'll uh, Manamanon explain it. All right. So, <laughs> listen, she was incarcerated for, um, you know, a demonstrated crime to which she has no supporters. She has no people to help her or, you know, corroborate her innocence. She has nothing and she has no powers. She's stuck there for life. I feel like Return to Oz, um, at least you have, you know, you're really sent there so that all you have to do is just disavow this notion that Oz existed and you're free to go home. You're rehabilitated. Mm, uh, after they give you a lobotomy from the Wicked Witch of the West. What? <laughs> you get to go home. You get to go home. <laughs> Lobotomized. Well, that will see. That's debatable. So, mm -hmm. is, is it that bad to go home rather than be stuck in that place, mm -hmm. away from your family, away from your friends, with no life for eternity? Mm -hmm. So, uh, then the third option is going to be this movie, where yeah, you've actually committed a crime. However, you have supernatural forces that are rooting in your favor for you to get out, and I feel like. That's where you have the biggest chance to survive. Um, okay. It's, it's a long shot, by the way, because if this doesn't work, you are definitely stuck there just like the rest of them. But if you play your cards right, you're out. Okay, but Rob was asking which like asylum we wanted to be trapped in. He didn't say we are these specific characters. Wait, yeah. Rob, it, every question that you ask, it's like you have to take the story with you. This is not one of those. This one, this one is slightly different, Greg. This one's slightly oh. different. This one's yeah. just, this one, this one is like, yeah, you're just trapped in that penitentiary you're trapped oh, in that well, cycle the craft is the answer then. <laughs> it's the craft <laughs> i felt like i'm in the movie okay after Shoot. 20 minutes greg's like oh shit yeah you're right well, i didn't uh, it changes uh, the that changes it that changes it yeah, yeah. Uh, i guess that's true i guess i should have made it the other one so it would have been a harder decision i mean i guess yeah the, mm -hmm. the cra i mean it's very clean in there if you think about it <laughs> it's normal it's normal right there's no well as far mm -hmm. as we know yeah yeah that's probably true that's probably true yeah i mean for, for me i think i would choose return to oz i think i would choose that one you know that one seems fun you know there's like a little robot with a tongue sticking out and you know <laughs> well if he zaps my brain that's something i'll probably forget anyway um you know and then i get to go play with the chicken on a farm that'd be kind of cool 
cool, you know? I like it, you know? <laughs> Oof. Okay, rough. Yeah, I don't want to be in the craft. That's too serious. It's too, it's just too drama going on. And there's probably going to be music videos every five seconds, too many damn songs. I'm not going to pick that. <laughs> oh, see, um, sign me up, man. That's yeah, I'm all about that, too. Uh, that's true, that's true. All right, you guys can go chill in the craft together in your, in your cell, you know? Yeah, speaking uh, of music videos, can't wait to talk about uh, the music video of Gothica. Oh, my <laughs> God, I know. Oh, is there a music video of this movie? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it, Greg. I thought you were referring to the uh, to the end credits music. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that is oh, yeah. exactly uh, what I'm yeah. referring to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, if anybody wants to email us in uh, their answers to this question this week, uh, which penitentiary they would want to be trapped in, uh, you can email us, conjecturingpod at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram, at conjecturingpod, or leave us a voicemail on our website, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Uh, now it's time to get to the movie. Let's uh, let's open the cell. Let's get out of this fucking cell. Let's get out of here. Uh, let's not get trapped in here anymore. Um, like I said, movie we're doing this week, Gothica, 2003 film. Director, ooh, man, Laura, I need help pronouncing that one. Uh, Matthew Kasovitz. You think it's pronounced Matthew? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay, all right. I know he's French. I know he's a French director, but uh, I don't know how that would be different, but uh, okay. Uh, he directed, this is debut directing a movie. I know he did some French art house movies uh, before this that got him this gig. Uh, budget of this movie, $40 million. Box office, $141, $141 million. So it made a good amount of money Pretty in the box good. office. Yeah. Uh, Laura, you want to do interesting facts? Heck yeah. Oh, man. So Robert Downey Jr. broke Halle Berry's arm during the hospital interrog- interrogation scene. Downey was supposed to grab her arm and twist, but he twisted just a little too hard and her arm snapped. What? And product- yeah, production was halted for eight weeks because of it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I was reading wow. about this uh, like more and more and more. So I like went down a rabbit hole of like these, oh, the, inter- good. the post uh movie interviews that they were doing and all of course every interview they just kept asking robert downey jr like why what happened why'd you do it and i guess he got like pissed off and irritated of like people asking eventually he got like super candid and he said that he told halle berry before that take like relax like you're you're being way too aggressive right now you know like just chill and she was you know pretty much being like no i'm gonna go full out. I'm going to like fight you more or less. And he's like, what? He's like, you can't be fighting me like this. He's like, you have an arm, your arm, your, he said, your, what do you say? He said, you're 103 pounds and your arms like a Crayola crayon. <laughs> like that, oh, that exact man. term. And my so then, goodness. yeah, then, then it happened and he broke her arm and everything. But I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. Jesus Christ. So are they like friends now? I mean, <laughs> it's, see, it, yeah, it seemed like, you know, like she didn't blame him. You know, he, he, it seemed like he was just irritated about being questioned, be asked about it. Cause he was coming off being like, you're an ass for doing this right. you know and, and it was he was kind of being like it was more her you know like she was like being too crazy you know uh which yeah i guess for this movie i guess fit so like I a storm ask. a storm coming after iron man after this or what like <laughs> oh, that's true, actually yeah that's true yeah did they use the actual cut of that in the film mm. oh i don't i don't know i have no idea yeah i don't know you'd have to watch specifically frame by frame and see if her arm bends a weird way or anything like that you know you know i i would almost think that they had to because if production halted for eight weeks do you think they really wanted to go back and refilm that scene oh right like no i don't know and if i'm halle berry i'm like you guys if i'm putting if i'm breaking an arm in this movie you're using it in the film i don't care what you say yeah it's quite true Mm -hmm. okay uh my next fun fact the title of the film gothica is an unofficial term used to describe a form of purgatorial state of mind 
a situation in which someone sees or feels things that no one else does. And those who don't think those who can are crazy. Mm -hmm. They simply have a connection to the supernatural world. So I'm glad that I saw that fun fact because I definitely at the end of the movie was like, what? Why was this called Gothica? Like I've never heard of that term before. It was never mentioned. I think it's, mm -hmm. a, it's definitely a made up term. I've never heard of it either. Well, yeah, it's apparently it's real. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people that like didn't like this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, the large amount that didn't, some of them shouted out, "Yeah, like well, this had nothing to do with goth. There was nobody goth in it." And it was <laughs> oh like, God. "Why? Why does that make you hate this movie? Like that's so yeah. stupid." You know, but it, kind, it kind of is though. I don't I don't understand that comment. I mean, it's very. Yeah. It's not like the stereotypical goth, but like goth themes and moods, like dark and somber mm -hmm. and macabre. Like it, this movie's all about it. Yeah, like if they retitled the craft gothica that would actually probably make more sense you'd be like oh yeah i yeah. guess yeah, yeah definitely you know but okay all right what else you got laura uh the last thing i've got we've already kind of mentioned it at the end credits behind blue eyes plays by fred durst and if you google the music video on youtube i watched the it. video <laughs> yeah i watched it too the video includes Halle Berry, and it gets real saucy, you guys. Halle mm -hmm. Berry and Fred Durst just make out what? through like yeah. half the music video. <laughs> what? I watched. I mean, the, I watched the making of the video too. <laughs> good for Fred Durst, dude. That's yeah. wow. Yeah, he, he was pretty much like, I got this idea for a music video, and I was like, oh, of course, this was your idea, Fred, to make out with Halle Berry. Of course, <laughs> just that was your make idea. out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was actually, pretty steamy. Yeah, it was. I actually, I do like that song though. When, when those I credits started rolling, I was kind of like, yeah. and I'm like, oh, this is pretty dope. You oh, know? now you like music again. It's funny how you pick and choose <laughs> yeah. when you like once, music. Once that movie ends, you play all the music you damn want. It's fine with me. Damn. Know? No, once Limp Bizkit comes on a rock. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, if the craft was just 10 Limp Bizkit songs, I probably would have been okay with it. <laughs> I probably yeah, would have bumped my rating if it was. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out, he's Menomina, he's on the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would have been awesome. <laughs> uh, Rob just doesn't want his biscuit limp. He's yeah, no oh, I don't. No, I don't. I don't want that. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Oh man. All right. Uh, you want to do cast lore? Sure. We've got the famous Halle Berry as Doctor Miranda Gray. And Robert Downey Jr. as Dr. Pete Graham. We have Charles S. Dutton as Dr. Douglas Gray. That's uh, Miranda's husband. Some of you might recognize him. He was in Alien 3. Ooh, oh, that's okay. right. He was like the preacher. He was like the preacher mm -hmm. guy. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I just watched that movie. Oh, and then we've got one of my faves, believe it or not, John Carroll Lynch, a Sheriff Bob Ryan. He was in Zodiac, and he's our good buddy Pruitt from The Invitation. Yeah, the guy just plays mm -hmm. crazy psychos. <laughs> Always, always crazy. And yeah, he's actually I been in more things the, the, like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, he's like, he is the psycho killer in every movie. Yeah, yeah. I read he, this is the first. This is the first time that he played like that psycho oh. character. And then, of course, he did all those other ones. But uh, yeah, it's just funny. Yeah, every time you see him now, you're like, oh, psycho. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, moving on, we have Penelope Cruz as Chloe. And we also have Bernard Hill as Phil. He's the one that kind of, I think, runs the penitentiary. Mm -hmm. And we know him from Lord of the Rings and Titanic. Man, I don't know who he is in either of those movies. Well, in Titanic, he's the he's the captain. Oh, he's the captain. He's the captain oh, of the, right. the ship. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I can see that then. Uh, let's see. Let's do. Um, let's go to synopsis, Laura. Let's do synopsis now. What do you got? Okay. So this movie centers around Halle Berry, Doctor Miranda Gray. And she is a psychiatrist at like a asylum. 
And um, she is married to one of the head doctors there as well. They both work there. And the movie starts, we kind of see her career. You know, she's clearly well-liked by everybody at her job in the town. And, you know, she goes home one rainy night and sees a strange ghost figure that kind of scares the shit out of her. And next thing she knows, she wakes up and she is actually uh, an inpatient at her place of work. And everyone's telling her, you killed your husband. And she has no memory of it. So now she has to try to figure out, A, well, I didn't kill my husband. What the hell's going on? But she's also being kind of followed by this ghost girl apparition. That is really scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's got you what I got. It got you a little scary. Yeah. Oh, it got me. Yeah. Oh, hmm, interesting. Okay. All right. Um, let's just start with like the opening of this movie. The opening setup vibe of this movie. Kind of like you can say cold open if you want to. Uh, Laura, you're the one kind of being spooked out. What, what do you think about the opening, Laura? I thought it was good. It opens with uh, Halle Berry's character. She is uh, the doctor to Chloe, Penelope Cruz. And yeah, I thought this like cold open was pretty effective because you just jump right into it. You don't know either person's backstory. And Chloe just sounds crazy from the get-go. So you're already like, okay, this chick has problems. I mean, her opening monologue is like talking about there's some religious things but she's also talking about opening me up like a flower and i mm -hmm. liked it and i felt the burn on the inside and it's like kind of it's super sexual and nasty mm -hmm. so you're just like oh shit she's crazy <laughs> and you know you also see how uh miranda handles this interaction and it's very clear from the get-go that she thinks she's crazy <laughs> <laughs> There's no sugarcoating it. So I thought that was effective because I'm already really interested in what's happening with this Chloe character and like how Halle Berry's character handles patients like this. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it worked for me. Yeah, I liked nice. it. Uh, what about you, Greg? Opening setup vibe of this movie. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm about on the same track. I, it pretty much just introduces you to, well, one, the environment that they're in, but two, also the characters. And I, I agree. The first thing that I kind of gravitated to is um, Miranda, you know, it's played by Halle Berry, the way that she handles the patients, you know, you notice she's very composed, just, you know, despite obviously her patient's aggression and craziness. So to me, the way that she handled that situation, she was very clinical, but also kind of calm and understanding and then walked out of the room in a very professional way and walked away. It communicates to you as, as a viewer that she is like the consummate professional. Because if she gets rattled or if she gets she gets emotional in return or she gets angry or afraid or upset, then you know that she's a little you know, she's lost her edge. But the way that she handles it, uh, with care and professionalism kinda like sets the tone that um that she's in control and she's a she's a pro at what she does. Mm -hmm. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the opening too. Like you said, Greg, it it just it's setting up like who she is, you know, as as a character as a person in this movie, you know, like who she is, she's good at her job, the setting itself. I like that. It's kind of like running through her routine. Like she goes for a swim. Uh, yeah. She's talking to, you know, guards and stuff like that. Was, was that okay. Wait, I'm sorry. I actually didn't like that. It, <laughs> it, it pays off. Mm -hmm. It pays off later on. And you know me, I love a good scary pool scene. We've mm -hmm. learned this a few episodes mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. but you literally work in a kind of, frightening place it's late at night during a storm the lights are flickering and going out and your your thing is i'm gonna go take a night a, like swim by myself what <laughs> it went and it's all dark yeah i was already like you're being an idiot what are you doing 
But anyway, I digress. Go ahead. I, I thought it just edwarded her character of like, I ain't afraid of shit. Like, I'm a, I'm a fucking badass, you know? Like, I'm good at my shit, you know? I, I don't no, know. No. I, I just okay, was like, right. you're being an idiot. Okay. All right. Let's play it <laughs> Then Okay. All right. <laughs> no swimming for Laura. No swimming for Laura. This is I mean, where the uh, ghosts get you. Everybody's yeah. locked. Oh, the ghosts. I thought you were thinking the inmates. I'm like, they're locked up. I don't know what. So the, you're thinking it's a haunted pool. <laughs> It's a different well, movie. but also, would you really want to swim there? Like, what? yeah, it does seem like okay. So there are there are clearly work environments that are conducive to staying there. If I'm working at Google, yeah. I'm going to spend some extra time playing right. ping pong or playing the trampoline or whatever the hell that they do over there. <laughs> trampoline. I mean, who knows what they do at Google? You know, you hear stories. They have nap right? pods. Nap pods. Oh, of course they do. Right. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, like at the Prism Sanitarium, that's as bleak as it is. I don't know that your first. I think your first in- instinct is I got to get out of here and go home. Mm. Yeah. Not. I'm going to run. What did she say? She she swam like 100 laps or something. Like 55, oh, I think. 55 excessive. laps, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, build a pool oh. in your backyard. With the, with the power going out. <laughs> so like in the dark by herself at night during a storm. During yeah. a storm. Maybe but, maybe this grinds my gears. I'm not sure. I don't know, yet. I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. Let's keep moving. All right, let's yeah. keep going. We're spending too much time on the pool conversation. Uh, <laughs> uh, but one thing I did like in the opening too, is like I love the production design. I love like the building, mm. the, what do you want to call it? The prison, psychiatric ward, we want to call it like, it, it felt very real. And so like I put in my notes, like, is this like a real setting? And I looked it up and this is mostly like a real psychiatric prison they found that was abandoned. Wow. So most of the setting is real. Of course, they had to build some interiors for offices and stuff like that. But it's a real setting when you see like a lot of the wide shots of the, the prison gates and stuff like that or anything inside as far as the, the doors go. Uh, the doors themselves definitely are not, of course, they're real. Like that's something they made up for the movie with the glass and uh, which is another <laughs> yeah. super cool design. I actually really like like that like minimal uh, plexiglass you can see through, but it looked like almost not futuristic, but just super interesting. Uh, what did you think of the doors? Greg? I feel like you have a take on that. Well, yeah, the doors, it was part of this whole aesthetic. I think that the setting and the environment of this movie was has got to be the most striking thing about this movie. Like you got, I don't know, hope you guys agree. Just like the color palette obviously mm-hmm. is great. You know, you saw that picture I did with my, my little costume here, the blue hues everywhere. It's exactly like what you see on the on the cover of the the movie poster but it's just it's just so dreary there's like blacks and grays everywhere nothing hopeful at all it's just all you know cold steel and concrete and fluorescent lights there's no there's no lamps there's no warmth to the place at all Mm -hmm. um even the glass which you know should feel modern it just feels actually more hopeless because you can actually see the outside but you just can't reach it i think that's maybe worse than having just a wall there or a door it's like look at the freedom that you can't have yeah Mm. that's true that's true Uh, yeah i mean the one thing i did not like from the opening was uh when her and her overweight husband made out for like a minute straight very <laughs> that was awkward very close up uh, his big old giant mouth sucking on Halle Berry's face I was like what's he happening like eats here? her I mean yeah oh my god you guys what the fuck <laughs> what Laura? Was that was your like, favorite part Laura look 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 no, what why what first of all why does his weight have anything to do with it it's, uh, I don't no, know it's not it, well it did it's, to me it bothered no me. it's not it's not his weight it's like when they close you know the, the shot went close up I mean, someone should have told him that she's not an actual berry. It's just Halle Berry because <laughs> he almost like ate, ate her. And I was like, yeah. you know, every we've all seen movie kisses. We've seen millions of them. Mm-hmm. Right. I think you you have to. You he almost subtle. ate her. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? 
look. You didn't notice that, Laura? No? I did not no. notice this at no. all. I feel like this the actor, whatever his name was, was like, I get one shot to kiss Halle Berry. I'm going to make it work. I mean, I'm she's appetite. Look, I think you, you got to reshoot that. You got to reshoot that. Like, just go again. It was just a, it was Maybe just he a, was trying to mess it up so that he could kiss mm-hmm. her twice or oh, three times. Maybe that's true. Yeah. And the director well, was like, nope, we got to move on. Maybe it's full circle after you're like, oh, he's real aggressive. Hmm. Should have oh, seen this coming. That could oh, be. That's true. It was a sexaholic. Well, yeah. yeah, that's true. Either way, it was just something where I was like, oh, man, this is a little weird, you know? <laughs> and that's coming from it follows episode and like Ari Aster. And so like, this was like my, this was too much for me, you know? Oh my God. But this look, is... to, to redeem wow. that scene, one thing I did like was the way that it, it, it moved your emotions around because she's walking very professionally through the halls. She gets into his office and she, he's clearly her superior. The way that she reports to him, he's on the phone. She goes to his office and then she almost like opens up and says how frustrating the interview was with, um, with Chloe. And she gets kind of like way too emotional for this meeting. It seems kind of unprofessional. She's complaining uh, in a way that just doesn't seem right. But then, look, they started kissing. And it's like, oh, now it makes sense. Your husband and wife. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe still inappropriate when Downey Jr. comes in because you're like PDA at work. Mm-hmm. But it was I liked how they kind of made you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but then justified it like just a moment yeah. later. So that was cool. Yeah. OK, you're you're actually reminding me in that moment they were standing maybe a half inch away from each other. Yes. Yeah. For like a good minute. And I, I was mean. like, they better kiss because otherwise this is just really creepy. hundred <laughs> percent. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Rob's like, all right, you guys are getting stuck on the wrong. I know. We're, we're talking movie. like about pulls too long. And I'm the one that brought up the kissing thing, but I didn't think we were going to like go into like a five minute thing about the, the kissing. But uh, you know, Greg and I, you I should know, know better. Yeah, you <laughs> you bring it up. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, for a you, while. Guys are, you guys are makeout artists. I know. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> Um, let's just, let's talk about like the characters acting now. Cause like I said, you got Robert Downey Jr. has his introduction. Um, I mean, that's really like the main characters in this movie, other than the ghost when she shows up, which you can talk to. Uh, does anybody want to spot out characters acting? Uh, what do you think, Greg? Yeah. To me, just the, the main two, Halle Berry and, and Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. really stand out. Halle Berry, uh, Halle Berry plays a, a pretty personable person. I mean, it was just, it's very obvious. She says hi to everybody. Uh, she says hi to the security, security guard. She's like, say hi to your wife for me. Um, the cop at the bridge recognizes her, tells her, Oh, tell Doug to give me a call or whatever. Which, by the way, I mean, I get that these, these two moments like specifically set up, you know, the, the scenes later on down the road, but I feel like that, that device of, Hey, say hi to so and so for me. Say hi to so and so. I mean, I think you get like a limit of one before it gets kind of mm. excessive. Oh, a hundred percent. That kind of got, that kind of bothers me. It's like, okay, I get it. She's friendly and everyone loves her. Fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, actually, you I been, was... I think you guys have been in quarantine too long. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to say hi to anybody? I was like, I was... hello. I'm like, hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, in my mind, because like she's on her way home, and so she's literally like dropping by to say hi to everyone. I just thought it'd be like funny, or maybe just a funny parody. You know, you have an act, you know, person who comes home, and she's doing this over and over and over again. And by the time they get home, they have like a list of 50 unnecessary errands to run. Like they have to say hi to their mother, their grandpa, and she's <laughs> really pissed off. But. Um, you know, she did a good job. And then of course, uh, Daddy Jr. as Pete, he was good too. Um, you know, he's, he pops in and out of this movie. I don't know if you guys 
feel the same way, but I think like you're meant to think he's behind yeah. everything. Oh, at yeah, totally, definitely, definitely. totally. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Didn't it seem like that? He's like the red herring, or not even red herring, because that means he did it. But uh, whatever you want to call it, yeah, you're you're definitely scapegoat. There you go. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Florida. Yeah, and I actually liked how, it, and, and you know, after the event happened to where she has to come back. The way that he showed balance between being like suspicious, but being also professional, but also having to be open and honest to get answers from her was was really good. And I feel like, you know, throughout the movie, he's kind of the one that just doesn't believe her at all. Right. And but what I really like about that is if you think about maybe what their history is, I feel like his lack of faith in her comes from frustration of you know, quickly being forced into this position of, you know, one, being really into her and probably, you know, longing for her after a long period of time to just two, suddenly seeing the object of his affection, allegedly murdering, you know, their boss, drastic change, right? To three, you know, finally getting the chance to actually be close to her, you know, because he kind of becomes her counselor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's really no way to reciprocate the feelings or act on those feelings because, it's suddenly in this like, you know, uh, patient, uh, what do you call it? Like a you know, doctor patient role. So mm-hmm. it, it, he just seems like so frustrated the entire movie. Like he doesn't know what to do with her anymore. So yeah. I liked how he was towing that line the whole way. I think he was between the two. I actually think he was the better actor. Hmm. What do you Interesting. think? Interesting. That's pretty crazy because I feel like he's so like reserved, um, which makes sense, I guess, well, for his character being how we know him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then yeah, now he was Iron just, Man. Yeah. I just know him as Iron Man and so flamboyant right. and, and out mm-hmm. there. And uh, so that is interesting. Yeah, I was super surprised. I never I, I don't know. Oh, I forgot to ask you guys, like, had you guys seen this movie before? Mm-hmm. You had Greg, you too? Yeah, I saw it when it, when it first came out, but then immediately yeah. forgot it. Oh, I, I totally. Didn't anything about it. Really? I watched huh. it. Uh, it was like a home video when I was in high school one mm. time and like, I remembered nothing. Wow. So this felt like a first watch. I was mm-hmm. shocked. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure I've never seen this movie because there's usually mm. parts. If I forgot, I would be like, okay, I kind of do remember this, remember that, but I've never seen this before. So that's super interesting. Um, just like we've never seen. It. So I didn't know Robert Downey Jr. was in this. When he popped his mm. head in, I was like, oh my God, he's like a baby. He like, looks so like, young. So, yeah. He's so young in this movie. I was just like, holy shit, you know? Um, but that's pretty crazy. Uh, Laura, what do you think about characters acting? Anything you want to spot out? I actually thought the acting in this was really good. I mean, Halle Berry, she's amazing. And she, oh man, she really owned it through 95% of this movie. I actually think in the beginning, and this goes back to something that Greg was saying, like she was too friendly and too like, Mm. I I don't know. There's something about it that just felt a little fake. Like bubbly. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, oh man, I'm not really digging this. But then I realized when the movie ended, I actually thought all the acting was phenomenal. It was just how some of the characters were written. Mm. So acting A plus, but how some of the characters were written, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I think that that made Robert Downey Jr.'s character seem kind of off. And and the, the fact that he was missing throughout some of the movie, I'm like, mm-hmm. this feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, how would know. you want him to be? How would you rather he his character be written like more involved? Uh, he went from yeah, like he went more on her side. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was just I I felt like the I may, maybe just the writing. I feel like maybe the writing was just a yeah. little cheesy. That's, that's definitely yeah. most most the critic uh, responses negatively to this movie shot out like poor writing, poor writing, poor, writing. poor, poor dialogue. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think what it is is the dialogue was very simplistic. You know, simplistic, uh, yeah. w- and the, of course in the opening they're doing. 
a lot of medical jargon and this and that in psychiatric uh, yeah. terms. And that makes sense. But then once, you know, she goes insane, she completely changes kind of a little bit who she is. She's more of a grounded character, I think. Yeah. And so oh, I mean, it's just very amazing. basic conversations. Um, yeah. So that's something like well, I, I wasn't bothered by wait, at didn't all. You like, didn't you like those moments, though, where when she when she and Downey Jr. got back together and she was trying to essentially rationalize her level headedness, he would try to, you know, sort of clinically diagnose her and she would be like a step ahead of him. Mm, yeah. Kind mm -hmm. of like reciting the same lines out of the yeah. whatever the DSM mm -hmm. or whatever and saying like she knows exactly what he's going to say to her. Right. So that's kind of like her. I don't know. Did, that, that part didn't seem simplistic to me. That seemed like yeah. kind of a little bit more advanced. Yeah, I, I mean, overall, you guys, I thought the acting was really good, actually, truly. Uh, but I think maybe we should circle back on the writing later in our conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because okay. maybe not so much with characters, but just with like story, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For for me, the yeah, the I thought the acting was was pretty good in this movie. I, I don't know if I'd go as as far as Laura saying it was phenomenal. Um, I would say it was good. I was I was surprised. Like I said, I. I, I did see the Rotten Tomato ratings and I was like, oh, my God, like, what is this movie going to be? So I was expecting yeah. like a pretty horrible acted movie and this and that. And I, I thought everybody was was solid. I thought everybody was solid across the board. Like nobody was overacting. Nobody to me was underacting. They were all just totally. doing their job. Um, it's just interesting, like Halle Berry, like really like for for this movie, like it's action is the wrong word to say, but. It's not a heavy dialogue based movie like she's running. She's doing this. They're doing car chase scenes. They're doing this like she's driving. It's really not f a lot of dialogue going on for the lot in the middle of this movie. It's her just being scared and jumping and doing things. So it's not a heavy dialogue based movie uh, to me. So like that worked well um, and so I didn't mm -hmm. have to worry about that and it let her you know act with her expressions and, yeah. and action and stuff like that which I thought she was really good in um, the one person that did shine I think is the Laura who you're dressed up as Penelope Cruz like she oh yeah she man she only has a couple scenes in this movie but every scene uh she's like shines you know and I don't know if it's the fact that like I just said like this movie is not very dialogue based but when it's her scene, they give her like a monologue and she yeah. has like a whole like two minute speech she's going to give about what's happening to her, something she has to deal with. I thought she was the best in this and maybe the best writing in this because uh, she's expressing mm -hmm. what's happening to her. Mm -hmm. uh, so I thought she was really good in this. I movie. feel like she has really good timing in her delivery. Yeah. And th there was that scene when they were outside and, you know, where she <laughs> I, I love it because it looks like she's going in for like a comfort hug because mm -hmm. of what happened. And then she whispers into her ear, he said, you're next. I'm, yeah. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that timing was, mm -hmm. was perfect. I loved that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about like the, the scares, I guess now, you know, I, I wasn't scared. I mean, uh, what? I don't think anything made me jump. I don't, so I'm, <laughs> nothing I, made you jump. <laughs> no, I don't think so, Laura. Like what? Uh, that's why I really want to talk to you, Laura. Like what, what got you in this movie? What jump scared you? What every you? fucking time I saw the ghost, I jumped <laughs> almost every, Fucking time. Really? Do you just, maybe you don't like blondes. No. No? <laughs> okay. First of all, how she walks when it's like all oh, yeah. animatronic or what, I don't even know mm. what to call it, but like, uh -huh. 
Oh, Rob, that should, that should have got you too. Yeah, like hmm. I don't really even remember those scenes. I don't remember. How do you not remember the walk? Yeah, it's like the type of walk where they say that they 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 walk backwards and then they mm-hmm. reverse the film. Oh, there was the yeah, there was like one shot. There's <laughs> there's there's like. <laughs> <laughs> I rem- I remember one shot, one shot, and when she's like walking from like a like in a hallway and going yeah. behind like a wall, it's very similar to uh, Silent Hill when they like do like weird, they speed up the camera a weird way, right? It's like you know, jilty, like yeah. that. But that's the only one I remember. The rest of her stuff, I feel like she's just like appearing from nowhere, and then she'll like take Halle Berry and throw her into a wall. Like that's it, dude. I, like I jump through most scenes with the ghost because it always <laughs> just popped out, right? But there was one that really got me, and it was oh, when pool. Halle Berry was in the pool. How oh, did you not jump? The pool. I not only jumped, so I've been jumping this whole time, and I've been looking over my shoulder the whole time I'm watching. Oh, I wow. First of all, I learned something about myself today. Don't ever watch scary movies with your headphones on. Oh, that's it. Is I, never do, yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I never do fully, that. I never do that. Like the ear yes, muffs like what we're wearing now. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't ever do that. I always watch it on Mm. my home TV, on my couch with a wall behind me. That's pure noise canceling right there. Mm -hmm. Like, and you hear everything. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like constantly looking behind my shoulder (laughs) the whole time. Like, oh, shit. (laughs) And the last time I remember that was when I watched Mothman Prophecies. It was Mm -hmm. the same thing. So I'm freaking out. But that pool scene, I jumped and actually audibly was like, oh, (laughs) I made a weird noise. She starts drowning on her couch. Yeah, uh, that's so, it. That's, scared me. I didn't I, I, like it. That one didn't scare me because, like, I knew it was coming. It was such an obvious setup. I knew I was it like, was coming, and I and still jumped. Wow. Yeah, I, you know they are all coming, and it still was enough to scare me. That's Come on, Greg, help me out. Greg, what you. about you, Greg? Did you did you drown yourself? Did you shit yourself? What happened to you? Well, first of all, let me ask you guys this: the the, the moment that she sees the girl for the first time, so she misses her on the road. She veers off to the mm-hmm. shoulder. She gets out, and then you look to the middle of the road, and in the middle of the darkness, there's a person standing with their back turned to you mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a dirty gown with strangly hair. I hell no, am I going into that street <laughs> to check on that creepy figure? Are you oh, kidding me? Messed up, Greg. Uh, you know, I guess she's a doctor, so yeah. she, you know it, it behooves her to. Uh, she, she said she said hi to fifty her. people. Of course, she's going to check. <laughs> yeah, she wanted to say hi to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But that moment where she kind of goes around the go- the front of the ghost just to mm-hmm. identify who it is, uh, that kind of uh, mm-hmm. raised my my stress levels a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, you know what's funny is the only time that I actually jumped, and this is like the most random, stupid scene ever. It it wasn't with any of the the girl scenes. It's the it makeout was- scene. It was a kissing scene. <laughs> <laughs> That was, a, that was that was a close third. <laughs> it was it was toward the end when she was in the basement and she started hearing noises above the floorboards, mm-hmm. and then a hand reached out to oh, her from yeah, the back and yeah. said, "Drop the knife." I don't know why. I literally felt my shoulders do this. <laughs> I, I instantly got a hunchback. It's because you had a knife in your of- hand. <laughs> I had to drop the knife. I was yeah. like, who said that? <laughs> you had just got done sli- sli- slicing somebody's stomach open. You were in your basement and you're like, oh, oh my God. God. Uh, I'm, like, I'm caught. I'm caught. Yeah. Greg's in trouble. Yeah. But you look, I, I will, even though a lot of the scenes with the ghost weren't scary, I thought the, the effects and the way that they presented the hauntings was really cool. I mean, some of it by today's standards is really cheesy. The, uh, the, the hot air on the window writing, uh, 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 
not alone. Okay. Oh, but did you hear the breathing in that scene? Because I heard it really well with my oh, headphones, oh, and it was oh, not. I didn't hear it. Oh yeah, my god! No. The whole time, it's like, mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> like okay. the whole time. Right, let me clip that audio. You <laughs> save that for another future date. <laughs> Yeah, just like a, a lot of that stuff was, was really cool to me. Like there was one part where in that same exact scene where the camera got real close to her. Do you remember that? It kind of went from one side of the yeah. cell mm-hmm. to the other. It got close to her skin and it moved mm-hmm. past her a couple of times. I mean, yeah, the camera movement was, was admittedly a little cheesy, but I could feel the closeness, the, the chill of the ghost when they did that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. There were several uh, scenes like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why, like nothing got me. I think it might be the fact that like, I just, I've seen everything they've done in this movie before and I've seen it done better. You know, a lot of people shout out the, the grudge as like, this is a copy of the grudge, uh, people cry or the ring. I forget which one they, they reference, but, uh, so I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, maybe, but just, I feel like every jump scare in here I've, I've seen before and I feel like it's pretty set up where you know, it's going to happen. Um, so I just, nothing really like jump scared me. Definitely eerie. There's eerie stuff in this, but I don't think I was like scared. Like Laura, you know, trying to like, you know, crawl on her couch and hide or something like that, you know? Um, <laughs> Dude, I, you know what? I'm the type of person where it doesn't matter if I know it's coming. If it pops out in that way, I jump <laughs> well, every time. Well, if you know it's coming, it pops out. You are going to jump. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, I wanted to ask you, Greg, like the whole, like the rain in this movie. I mean, were you just loving the rain at the beginning? Of oh, the movie, oh yeah. of course. I loved it. The rain. The shower yeah. scene, I mean, because the <laughs> water was coming down scene. like rain. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I think there was another reason you liked that scene, not the rain in the shower, Greg. <laughs> I just it was, it was very Greg rain-like. was like offended. He was like, of course I love the rain. Like, how dare you, Rob? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Every time, it's just funny. Every time there's like a rain scene or, or something is, is wet in a movie, I just automatically think of Greg rain. now. And Greg is just, I know he's just smiling on his couch. You when know. you think of something wet, you think of Greg? <laughs> uh, not all the time, but most of the time, yeah. Yeah, that's quite <laughs> true, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I have issues with one thing about mm. the ghost, though. Mm. So we're kind of on that topic. Yeah. We were before the wet wetness. Um, <laughs> so, you know what I really don't understand mm-hmm. is why, if the ghost was possessing her mm-hmm. and the ghost is trying to use her, you know, to, for something mm-hmm. and, and also help her. Why was she always scaring oh, the fucking shit out of her? I know. I know and then why was she this. beating her up? Yeah. I, I have an answer for you. I have you an answer for you. I have, yeah. I, I have a theory that I developed halfway through the movie. And then when the movie played on, it met my theory every single mm-hmm. time. So this is the thing. At first, Laura, I was like you. And I thought, what is this ghost doing? It's messing with her, right? Yeah. At some point, I started to realize like every time the ghost was messing with her, it would improve her situation. And I think, is the ghost actually helping her? It is. So essentially, so the first thing is the the ghost appearing as if on fire at random times, it was pretty jarring, right? But it was also her way of hinting you know about the the anima sola the the woman mm, in purgatory yeah. tattoo um so i don't know how you want to relate that to the story is it is it rachel is she the woman in purgatory because she's like a ghost and she exists as a tormented soul or is it miranda you know because she's trapped against her will in in the prison mm-hmm. um but 
so also when she appeared as like the distorted faces of mm-hmm. all the women in the shower, mm-hmm. I think that was her way of hinting that all of these women are being sexually assaulted in this place. Oh. Like they're oh, all victims. Shit. And then when she beat her up in the cell, she did that so that the guards would come to oh, where she then stole the out. keys. Right, and started but, escaping. But she couldn't have just like whispered in her ear, like, pretend I'm beating you up. Like, you know, <laughs> well, no, no. It, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been. Ble- I don't know. I, I'm just like, so I'm putting the pieces together, right? Yeah. There was one where, again, she screamed at her under the water in the pool, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed the timing of it. She did it. So, uh, uh, Miranda was underwater. She was holding her breath. She can't see where the guards are. Mm-hmm. She's holding her breath as long as she can, as long as she can, right? The moment that the guards left, it's almost like she screamed to let her know, okay, you can resurface and breathe again. Otherwise, she would have been stuck underwater trying to hold her breath and maybe got hurt, right? Well, then, and then, uh, then, then again, though, couldn't she just give her a thumbs up or something like that? Look, okay, so, yeah, I would have started choking on the water if I saw that. <laughs> See, this I mean, is, yeah. be like- this is my thing. Like, one of my qualms about the, about the, the movie are like the, the ridiculous absurdities and practicalities of like, mm-hmm. what are the rules of the ghost? Like, for example, if she can write not alone on a window, she could also write the sheriff was involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> something simple, right? Like, why be so cryptic? Or like Bob did it, but it Bob was Phil. Was Phil. Yeah, yeah. Phil did it. Yeah. But look, we don't know the rules of the ghost. Maybe when you're in purgatory, like you don't retain. Maybe she didn't know Phil's name. Maybe w- when you die, you don't. You can't gain no- new knowledge. So mm-hmm. she just said he was not. Al- you know, Bob was not alone. And you know, maybe there's limitations to it, right? But if I look, if you look at in- every interaction, uh, Miranda gains in her investigation. Even at the end, when she was driving away from the facility in the car, and she speeds oh, up, mm-hmm. right? And it. Yeah. So uh, what it is is she speeds through that traffic control zone. She goes through the barricades, right? Because if she didn't have the accelerator pushed down, she would have stopped short of it, right? Because you see the barricades, you see the lights, you stop. But mm-hmm. she sped up to push her through and stop at the sinkhole. Because if you remember the beginning of the movie, the sinkhole is where she first saw Phil because he's a police officer. And he said, mm-hmm. uh, you know, take the detour on the bridge because the road's closed. So I, th- I feel like the ghost is trying to give her as many hints as possible direct her obviously in a very roundabout absurd way but mm-hmm. everything was, was like a clue to me to get her you know deeper and deeper into the investigation so, so you're saying the sinkhole one was to give her another clue to fill well no i guess metaphorically because it's a yes. hole to fill no but what i'm saying is the, the first time she saw the hole was when phil yeah well shoot mm-hmm. phil as in fill the hole that's good is that what you're getting at <laughs> no i also love how you guys keep saying bob there's no bob, bob. There's no, bob. no? Is, what's her husband's name I thought his name was Bob. It looked like a Bob. Bobby. Looked, looked like my dad. His name's yeah. Douglas. <laughs> oh, Doug. That's right. Yeah. Oh, Dougie. Good old Dougie. Oh, yeah. you know what? So uh, someone dug the hole and someone else filled it up. Oh, yeah. did you say? Oh shit. Yeah. Dang. I feel like dad jokes. Yeah. Coming she, in if hot. She, if she if she fell in the rain, she'd be bobbing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Let's fucking let's move on. Let's move on. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, uh, what is the let's, let's talk about like the loop the not loopholes but just bullshit with this movie then. You know, like the story development, right. the writing. I, I know a lot of people have issues with the practicality of a lot of stuff. Uh, Laura, yeah. what, what do you what do you want to get into? Yeah, I I mean, I'll let you guys elaborate more, but 
I just want to say that I was actually really into this movie for a while. It started, you know, I had pretty low expectations because I knew the reviews were bad. I knew it was older and I'd seen it before. And the fact that I remembered nothing, I was like, well, this probably isn't good. I was super into it. I was getting scared left and right. I was truly wanting to know the story. And then it just like, I don't, and I don't, I'm not quite sure at what point it happened, but it just got to a point where two thirds in, it stopped making sense. Mm. And I just saw so much missed opportunity. I think that the information that we eventually get was pretty cool. Like I didn't see her husband being involved in this. I didn't see it being a two guy operation, but the way that it was provided to us was like, how did she get there? Up until a certain point, I've followed her every step. I'm like, this makes sense. This makes sense. You know what it was? You know what scene it was? It was the scene where she's in her home with the crime scene and she's looking at the photo and then like her bloody nose drops on the photo and she goes, I must go to Wilson Creek farmhouse. Mm -hmm. What? What? (laughs) Did I miss like the ghost whispering in her ear? Like, go there. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. what? And then once she gets there, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. She gets there and all of a sudden she's like, something is clearly under this floorboard. What? Like, well, what? she's well, that that one makes sense, though, because the floorboard one, she sees a like a box of a video camera. So she's like, oh, that's why was that box there? And then she notices like the ring of the door of the floor. So that one does make sense. Going go into the barn. The thing. whole end to mm-hmm. it's like everything after that to me, I was like, it's jumping now. It, mm-hmm. it was all adding up. And I just think that maybe if the writing was a little bit different, we could have still gotten to the same ending, the same conclusion, mm-hmm. but it would have just been presented to us a little cleaner. Yeah. So yeah that was yeah, my biggest thing. Yeah. Most movies you have to suspend, uh, you know, your disbelief a bit right. in movies, some yeah. movies a lot. You know, this movie might have been maybe too much for some people. You know, yeah. I, I kind of was just buying into it. You know, they pretty much established mm-hmm. the ghost is just doing shit and showing her the way. And I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, I wasn't thinking too much about this movie watching it, really. <laughs> you know, I was just like, all right, I'm going along with the ride. Whatever you say there, Phil, Bob, Joe, Bob, whatever your name is. Uh, so, <laughs> Joe, Bob. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it didn't bother me. What about you, Greg? What did you think of, like, the plot development, the writing, giving her well, clues? On Laura's point there, I thought that she got she tipped herself off to the Wilson Creek because yeah, she, she bled a little bit on that photo, which recalled her memory to the night where it was mm-hmm. raining and she saw the, the, the Phil was it Phil. Yeah. Phil. <laughs> and he's the one that mentioned, Oh, we'll tell Doug we need to go to Wilson Creek. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of jogged her memory. The blood mm-hmm. reminded her of the rain. Um, but yeah, beyond <laughs> That's that a stretch, it's a stretch. Look, That's a stretch. I'm, I'm all, I'm all about stretching in this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a lot of absurdity though, but you know, just, just beyond that, like the mm-hmm. guard that she, the friendly guard that she knows giving the mm. keys, giving her the keys yeah, to the car, why? giving the keys to an alleged ax murderer. I mean, I think, I think I know the answer to this. I mean, he's another heavy set guy, heavy set guys like Halle Berry in this movie. He's, he's <laughs> like, he, he saw, uh, Dougie, whatever his name is. And he's like, I could be next, you know? Well, okay. I don't agree with what you just said. Well, I kind of agree to a point. Like, I think that everyone liked her a lot. So some Mm. people are probably a little torn, but how convenient, how convenient. Mm. I don't know. Things just got way too convenient at the end. And I'm just, I'm so upset because I was Mm. so into this movie up until like the end. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, a lot of it did kind of fall away at the end where you're like, mm. I feel like it did me dirty, man. I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of doing people dirty, let's get to the ending of this movie and what it's about. <laughs> um, Laura, do you want to do like a summary of kind of what's been going on in the middle part of this movie before you kind of talk about the end? Uh, the middle part <laughs> is she's just getting fucked by a ghost, man. Like not not literally, obviously, not literally. but <laughs> this this female ghost. I is want just... to re- reword that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it, we've it's... talked about enough movies where that's a, that's a plausibility. So yeah. Maybe... yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> No, Except like she's, sentence. you know, she's trying to put pieces together in her mind. There's no way I killed my husband. This ghost is tormenting her. But it, she gets to a point where she escapes. And when she escapes, she goes home and she sees all of the blood, the crime scene of her home. And she actually, it jolts her memory and she remembers and sees herself killing her husband. So mm. she did it, mm-hmm. but she still does not have a clue why. And then all of a sudden she gets a magical rainy bloody nose that leads her to the farmhouse. I don't know. <laughs> magical. And, <laughs> and when she gets there, T-shirt she idea. just... There you go. She discovers like a hidden floorboard goes down there. And then we see uh, like a bed with blood stains and chains and a video camera set up. And she goes and rewinds it just a little bit. And it's a what do you call it? Like a snuff video. Is that what they call it? I guess. I don't think they were killing them there. It's more just a rape kit video. <laughs> like but I think they, they do kill though they just didn't kill the last one yeah that's quite true and Mm -hmm. yeah and and it's her husband yeah oh my god before she before she can even react some cop shows up and like wants to shoot her and she's got a knife and then all of a sudden on top of that some chick that's been hiding under the stairwell pops out so there was a woman that had been there most recently and luckily she was still alive Mm -hmm. and so now we know what her husband was doing and she's been putting two and two together because she she had found out at some point in the movie that the apparition that's been following her is the daughter of like the head boss of the asylum Mm -hmm. and supposedly this girl killed herself but now she's realizing oh well she was clearly one of the young girls that was attacked by my husband and and this is also where it gets kind of muddy for me but i guess in her like super smart psyche brain she realizes oh this was a two-man job between um, that and like the not alone uh i don't i don't well i think uh i think she just figures that out by not alone i think it's when she's talking to man is she talking to robert downey jr yeah i think she, she is that yeah. out when she's trying to figure out because i think i think in her mind you know finding her husband the tape this woman like that usually would end uh, a haunting you know right. like you you but it still happens again you know she's still seeing the the woman on fire and this and that and then penelope cruz had told her about the man that visits her in her cell mm. that has the tattoo so she knows yeah. like there is another person but just trying to figure out who that person is was like the big mm. mystery but uh what, what did you think of like that whole reveal uh greg of like the basement and the husband and all that shit yeah it's a good reveal i mean uh, you don't get enough of the um, of, of film, the beginning of the movie, to understand what he's like. But they uh, basically all you know him as he's the head uh, he's the head warden or psychiatrist, and everyone reveres him. He dresses professionally. Uh, you assume that he's successful, and you imagine. I think maybe this is one of the more probably intriguing parts of this twist is that. Um, as a psychological expert, you would expect Miranda to be able to detect her husband's malice, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, he was 
the master, you could say, almost like a, it's, it kind of reminds me of now that I think of Emperor Palpatine, you know, in in Star Wars, how he was the master, so not even the Jedi's could could see past his deception. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a similar way, he was probably more psychologically trained as well, so he could hide that side from her too. So you can part of you is like imagining um, the shock from everybody who was tied to him and how now they're feeling toward Miranda knowing that she was, she's kind of the victim in all this. Did she brutally murder him? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. I don't know about so, but yes. And I, and I'm sure that's very close to the surface in their minds, but at the same time, like exposing this kind of, yeah. you know, disgusting, corrupt past, is is kind of more important i think because i think it threatens um the institution more than her yeah. murder if you think yeah. about it so yeah really crazy yeah i was super i mean yeah i was super surprised i mean like i said the whole movie it's robert downey jr is the guy yeah robert downey jr is the guy and, and i was to the point in this movie where i'm like if robert downey jr if robert downey jr <laughs> is the is robert downey that's hard to say if robert downey jr like is the guy at the end i'm like i get why this movie fucking sucks because it's so blatant and it's so obvious in the first like yeah. 45 minutes but, the, but. I, I think they did a disservice to the that idea by showing him by himself in his office googling the tattoo oh that's when you know it's not him that's when you oh know. so i think you're you're meant to know that it's not that, him i thought they, they kind of revealed no. the two early no that's that's kind of towards the end of the movie i think the think whole so? base i think the whole basement reveal because remember that the basement reveal and those conversations and well at that actually yeah at that point you still think i still thought Robert Downey Jr. could possibly still be the second guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when he Googles the tattoo himself, you know, like, oh shit, it's not. And he's him. by himself. So, you yeah. know, this isn't in his own confidence. Like, yeah. he's trying to help her out. So mm-hmm. it was very clear at that point. But I don't know. I think it just depends on how you feel about the timing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I liked the twist. Like, cause I didn't see it coming. Uh, this movie is pretty interesting. Like, for it being a horror thriller, it has like a whodunit feel to it. Like, you just want to mm-hmm. know, like, who the killer is, which yeah. is almost going into like a mystery, a detective mystery, psychological thriller thing. Um, so I, I actually enjoyed it and getting that twist of like, oh, was her husband, you know, the makeout king, uh, makes a lot of sense now. Um, you know, <laughs> you enjoy getting that twist, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he has, oh, the, God. He, has the, he has that, he has that line too in the opening and he has it in the video where he's like, I am God or something like that. I'm your Ugh, God or something. That I'm was like, disgusting. Yeah. yeah a lot, a lot of callbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like you said, Greg, it, it's weird to say I enjoy that twist of what that reveal. But like it is a good one. It is a good reveal in that moment. It's pretty cool. And then the girl coming through with the stairs was was one that like maybe the only thing that might have got me a little bit because it was like a pretty cool jump scare ish. Um, okay, but then how did you feel about the second twist? Do you want to set up the second twist, Laura? You want to set up like I'll the set ending, it up. Guess, then? Go I'll for set it. it up. So she is now behind bars. Uh oh, Greg's laughing. This no, I'm good. just <laughs> still stuck on the twist language. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Jeez. It's a, can I just side note? You the guys second twist is always the best twist. Oh, you had to do it. You had to. You couldn't stop yourself. <laughs> like you guys could literally take any movie and just make it sexual. It's incredible. Well, it's like yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. like in Friends, Joey, with mm. his like Chinese chicken salad. You know, he can make anything sexual. <laughs> I, I could probably do that. Then. That's, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah, I see myself right. a little bit, Joey. Okay. It's incredible. I, I just wouldn't think this movie would. Be yeah, that. it's so dark. I, I'm ashamed of us for sure. No, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Put another okay. one on board. Okay. Second twist. Don't say anything, Greg. Uh, 
she is behind bars at an actual like county jail now probably because they're like oh maybe she's not that crazy so now she just belongs in regular jail <laughs> i don't know mm -hmm. so she's in jail and uh what's his name phil comes to talk to her uh, and at this mm -hmm. point yeah she's figured out that there's a second and she's more or less already figured out that it's him i think so and mm -hmm. he comes to talk to her and she basically says well yeah i mean as a psych i've profiled this guy let me explain him to you so she's explaining him mm -hmm. to him. I really like this scene. I thought it was awkward. Really? Well, this is, and this might be it good. Was awkward. This, this might be good because it made me feel awkward. Like yeah. we all know it's him. Hmm. Oh, but I also was kind of upset because we know this guy is always being a psycho. <laughs> and yeah. I just mm. felt very like, oh, we know, we like know it's, it's him. Oh, yeah. Shit. I, I didn't have that feeling though, because like I said in the beginning, like this movie's old enough to where I thought like this might have been one, not his first acting job because he's still pretty old, but you know, like maybe he isn't that guy yet. Maybe he isn't that guy that just only does killers, you know? And, and like I said, reading the doc and, and the history, like this was the first. So if you were watching this back in the day, you didn't think that at all because he hadn't done all these other movies yet. So yeah. You didn't know this. So this actually would have been a super revealing twist, which I kind of felt because I didn't think it was going to happen. How did you feel about him going shirtless for like that whole montage? He was just like tatted up and shirtless and like that was a little, a little overindulgent. He couldn't he really need to go shirtless, you know, I mean, just reveal the tattoo and we get that, you know, I was trying to look at the other tattoos to see like what meaning they had or what they said, but it's kind of hard to see in those in those scenes uh, what they said. He had like a praying like Jesus's mm -hmm. hands, I think, to just show that he's like religious. Yeah. Oh. OK, you say so. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You uh, guys want to comment on that or uh, is that no, where you're not, joking? Stop. I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not going to twist that nut. No. Oh no. No, no leave that alone. Um, leave that to the priest to twist. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh shit, Greg. Greg's gone. You've never done that before. Greg is gone. Greg like disappeared off the screen. I think you might have just got sent to heaven. I don't know where you went. <laughs> He just, he just floated away. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't believe he said that. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> I love that we are 80 episodes in and there are still firsts oh. happening here. Mm. That was a first. Yeah, me pushing farther boundaries that I probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh man! All right, all right, all right. Let's get back. Let's get back into. It. Let's get back into it. What, what did uh, Laura? What did you think of the the final reveal of a second killer? Uh, you know, it wasn't as exciting as the first reveal because I really, really was like her husband. Mm. Just oh. did not see that coming mm. at all. Mm. Very shocked. Whereas I felt like I saw once I knew that there was a possibility for a second guy, I knew it was this guy. Mm. Like Robert Downey Jr. was out of my mind at this point. Yeah. Or just like the anxiety of, okay, we know it's him. She knows it's him. He knows it's him. And just like waiting for that to unfold, the anxiety mm -hmm. of that scene. And then, yeah. And then after that, it just becomes like a kind of a cat and mouse chase. Yeah. Of him trying mm -hmm. to get her and mm -hmm. him being shirtless, which I could really do without. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Greg? What do you think of like the last reveal of the second guy and who it is? I, I sort of disagree. I had to rewind the scene a couple of times to try to figure it out, figure it out. And I don't think I have yet. I don't know when she, you guys think that she knew all along that he was the second killer. Um, I, I know that, you know, she knew that there was a second killer, but I feel like yeah. watching that scene, mm. by the way, just very good tension. 
the way that mm-hmm. he's interviewing her and kind of like, you know, uh, teasing out all these details, knowing, I think what he's trying to do is trying to see how much she knows. And yeah. I believe that halfway through the conversation, she figured out that it wasn't just because he was prying way too casually about it. I think the moment that she said, well, then why didn't the killer go back to the barn? And then he sort of had a different look on his face. I think she realized it, but she could have done a better job of, you know, telegraphing it to the audience that she knew, you know, maybe show a bead of sweat or something or something in mm-hmm. her eyes. But like the fact that I, I couldn't tell when it was kind of bothered me. And the fact that I had to rewind it a couple of times mm-hmm. bothered me, but it was still a good scene. Um, the one after that is, is where he gets all weird. Like, yeah, the shirtless thing. And he's got this like, come out, come out wherever you are type of vibe. I, I don't know. That was weird to me. Like, why did he do that? Kind of what, what, did you, what did you guys think of the the final like ghost? Uh, not not the final final one. We'll get to that little whatever you call it. Not even after credit scene, but the final of of this uh, burning woman ghost with her and him, like their little interaction, and you know him blowing up by what she set up. What did you think of that effect itself? And, and the, as far as like ending that story, what do you think, Laura? Okay, I like that because you now like I'm that. like finally she's doing what makes sense. She's Mm. getting him and she's not fucking around with Halle Berry anymore. Yeah. You know? So I I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Leading up to the point, you would just assume she would pick up Halle Berry and throw her at him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how can I hurt her the most? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I liked it because I still, at this point, I'm like, this chick is horrifying. I don't know how they did the effects, the makeup or Mm. what, but I, I still think that these this girl ghost is very scary. It's one of the scariest things I've seen that's affected me in, in a movie wow. we've done in a while. This is like, yeah. I'm like so shocked right now that like this was what got you. But I've- you know what? Why are you shocked? Paranormal <laughs> gets me. It's this kind of shit. It's like weird people possessed ghosts. Yeah, but I feel it's like not this monsters. Is- no, and like, I, shit, like, you yeah, know? I agree. But I feel like me saying Lake Mungo got me and you were like, what? Like that got you? Like, that's how I feel with you saying this got you, you know, like I can't I don't have like a rational explanation of like why it shouldn't but it's just like really like this i, I don't know why I, my my standard is like not this is this is too low what, what do you think Greg? because you, you added a jump scare there were no jump scares in lake mungo but there were yeah, so true. many in this and i mm-hmm. i started to jump enough to where i'm like i'm jumping a lot well mm-hmm. i'm curious laura <laughs> did, did your sentiment about the ghost change when you figured out that she was on miranda's side because essentially every time she jumps out she's not trying to kill her no i know um, and so at, at some point did you shift your thinking and, and go oh okay well yeah maybe shocking in the moment that she reveals herself in any given random instance but at the same time i can easily settle back into this is casper because you know she's on my side now <laughs> this is not casper oh casper, no, ca- I- casper was trying to kiss people that's very similar actually <laughs> <laughs> all right i I understand that after a certain point, I was like, okay, she is trying to help. She is trying to seek vengeance on what happened to her and get the bad guys. But that didn't make the last scene where she shows up behind the glass Mm. and, you know, the whole scene where he blows up. I still am scared of her by how she looks. And just oh. like how I feel when she is present. It's hmm. scary. That is yeah. creepy. Hmm. It is really creepy. Thank you. <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah. I, I like the ending. I like the ending. You know, I like that the the ghost like got her revenge, you know, uh, on, on everybody that that abused her. You know, it's always a good payoff. You feel good in that moment. I wasn't really scared of her. I was rooting for her in that moment, I guess. 
And um, the use of fire oh, is, yeah. is kind yeah, of a yeah. good callback because of there's just, fu- you know, tons of fire throughout the mm. movie. Although mm-hmm. on one hand, I was thinking, well, now that his tattoos burned off, there's no, I don't know if that was actually ever ev- evidence or if that was just a, a premonition. I mean, I don't know if anyone could ever link the tattoo to the, to the things that were happening. But when she mm-hmm. killed him with fire, I was like, well, there goes your evidence. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, don't burn the tattoo. Don't burn the tattoo. <laughs> yeah, because they don't explain, okay, well, they kill him. But then how does that suddenly make him guilty and make her story more credible? You almost have to put yeah. together imaginary pieces like, okay, maybe he died. Maybe they went to his house and they found these videotapes. And, but I mean, they don't mm. really explain any of that. So you're yeah. left to just wonder. Yeah. It, it yeah. seems like maybe that's connecting the Robert Downey Jr. and his research. Cause that's when he shows up and he's like, I'm sorry. So like he knew too, he knew that it was the sheriff because he yeah. found some, I don't know, internet site that showed him showing off his tattoo or something like that. Probably, probably, yeah. you know, um, oh, and you know, the one thing I really wish they didn't do was, you know, turn her into Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis with that final line. Oh, she, yeah. She, you know, the gas is going off. She shoots the gun. Logic is overrated. Yeah. Suddenly she's an action hero now with the line. Yeah. Don't do that, guys. Well, she yeah. is an action hero. She's Storm. Okay. All right. I, I hate, I don't like that too. I don't like sometimes the final lines in movies. It just, it feels so out of place. Like uh, to me, that was not this movie. No. Like this movie was not like an action movie where it needed like that final line by like an action hero. Yeah. I didn't so, even notice this line. I don't okay. even remember. Oh, yeah. Laura, Laura was looking around her shoulders to see if there was some chick behind her. Yeah. <laughs> but I might have been. I might have been like, oh, well, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Laura, do you want to set up the end end of this movie? The final little. Yeah. The end ending, we've got. Miranda and Chloe, they are both walking the streets of New York or wherever, wherever they are. Uh, so they're out or, you know, they're no longer guilty or if they're guilty, they did their time. They're out. It's been like a year. I think yeah. it said a year mm-hmm. later and they've clearly been visiting. They both look very well. And, uh, Chloe is getting into a cab to leave and they hug. I mean, they've, they've both helped each other out and there's cl- clearly like a friendship there. And but the one thing that Chloe says before she leaves is I've been having some crazy dreams because, you know, once you have the gift of seeing seeing as in like the paranormal, what have you, it doesn't really shut off. And Miranda's very sure. And she goes, oh, no, I haven't had anything happen last year. It's shut off for me. Done. OK, well, Chloe goes on her way. And the next scene uh, she, Miranda sees a, a young boy in the street, re- kind of reaching his hand out and a fire truck is coming full speed down the street. And she's like, oh my God, this kid's about to get hit and he's reaching out. And before she can do anything, it hits him, but it goes right through him. And then he disappears. And I think she realizes right in that moment, oh shit, no, well, yeah, I guess I can still see it. And she walks away. And then the final shot pans onto a poster that's been, you know, put up on some pole of the, of the kid saying, have you seen this boy? He's missing. Mm-hmm. And that is it. Cue Fred Durst. <laughs> Cue Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah. Cue Fred Durst. Yeah. He's ready to make out. Oh my God. Another make out. This is the very make out based thing. What is it going on here? This is so interesting. Wow. That's what I'm saying. His like, make out scene with Halle Berry is I insane. Like, I feel like me and Greg need to start kissing. What's happening right now? Oh man, uh, well, what, Greg, what did you think of like the ending, final little uh, little thing here at the end with with them two? Okay, first take. This was the most nonsensical thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, 
Oh no. But on second take, I don't know if, if I just watched a different version because two things I don't remember hmm. are um, Chloe's comments about the premonition ability. And then I hmm. don't recall the poster. And I'm, I'm like, well, look. Well, the, the comments that I was going to tell Laura, I, I took uh, Chloe's comments like literal. Um, not, I don't think she ever could see uh, the ghost. I think she was just more about her nightmares of like this man raping her repeatedly in jail. And like those she's saying, like those memories are never going to go away. I thought that's what she was saying. Not that she could see spirits, too, or she ever saw the spirits at all. Well, oh, remember, I, I see the poster now. OK, yeah. Remember, though, her the whole reason she's in there is because of her stepfather. So like. It mm. wasn't just the cop. Like this oh, is no, that, happen. Yeah, and that's fine. But I don't think she could ever see anybody. You know, but I think she was talking about her real trauma, saying that you can never close that. You know, once you experience what you've experienced, some type of traumatic event, you can't close yourself off from it ever happening. Maybe that's how it's I always going to be with you. That's yeah. how I took it. And then, mm. of course, Halle Berry is is still thinking literal and like, no, like I've closed that part off in my life. Like that's gone with me now. You know, and then it gets into like, oh, no, wait, there's like a paranormal door that's been open for her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. OK. You're, you're yeah. with me there, Greg, right? Yeah. I mean, that's I, I, I took it that way, too. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, she's turned into Hallie Joel Osment, you know, I cannot <laughs> defend this ending. It's I, I didn't get that. But I just rewound the last scene. I, I do see the poster now. OK. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you need any of that. Really? I loved it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was just like yeah. a cool like ending to like a like a ghost movie. You know, I thought it you was You want to cool. see Gothica 2? Where yeah, she's, uh, I, I see that's like what I was thinking. I was like, this is yeah. like for a for a, mm-hmm. another for, movie, a sequel. Yeah, for a sequel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it <laughs> seemed like to me. She's a ghost whisperer, yeah. I don't know. It's I could see it going 50-50, loving it or hating it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, there you go. Q Fred Durst. I like it. Um, Q Fred Fucking Durst. Yeah, there yeah. You go. I was I was rocking out, so I didn't give a shit. Me too. Yeah, I, I was rocking yeah. out. Oh man. Put my hat backwards. Yeah, yeah I took off my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Started singing chocolate stoppies <laughs> and the hot dog flaming water. Shut your freaking mouth. <laughs> Now I know you'll be loving this shit right here. L I B biscuit is right here. This is, this is all staying in, you guys. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting this. All right. Oh, God, I God. just want to start singing Limp Biscuit all the time. Let's go acapella, Laura. Right. Let's do it. You guys right. do it. It'd be the end sound bite. Okay. All right. Because we don't care. Do, we don't, we care. don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I should have ended the movie on that song. <laughs> Oh man, you guys are too crazy. Uh, let's let's do let's do um let's do our ratings. Let's do our let's do uh Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomato ratings right now. Let's see where they're at. We've been like you know teasing it this whole time how low these scores are. Um, uh, Greg doesn't know still. He didn't look them up. So critic score for this movie fifteen percent. Oh my 15%. god! <laughs> see. <laughs> I think that critic score One is five? the lowest. Yeah, I think is that technically is that lower than Thanks Killing, Laura? As far as Ooh. critic score, I gotta look it up. Wait. I'm if I remember, I, if I remember back in the day, I remember the Thanks Killing one. Greg Greg had a thing about like, well, if you average the two, it's at zero. So I don't remember what they each were, but the viewer rating better be. That's so ridiculous. I mean, the critics <laughs> are are way they have something up their butt. This is crazy. <laughs> 
I think everybody was just tired of like this aesthetic in like this mm. is around the time where like identity mm-hmm. came out like underworld you know yeah. Queen of the Damned like you said like Grudge Ring mm-hmm. I think you know critics were just tired of seeing this type of like, oh. look in movies mm-hmm. to where like because that's a fifteen percent come on now okay. This is our lowest rated because there was no critic review for Thanksgiving. Oh, no, no it was just the audience oh, well, score. We it was that just to zero. That's the okay. Happening had an 18% close, oh. but not 15. I'm sorry. Uh, I will tell you straight up. The Happening is much worse than this movie. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Oh, my God. I, I don't feel like I ever want to watch The Happening ever again. This movie, I wouldn't mind watching it again. I Yeah, yeah. same. I would watch this again. No problem. Yeah. I wish I would have never watched The Happening again, but you fuckers made me watch it again. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And I'll never forget. <laughs> Forgive you. Yeah, well, never forgive yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, but on, on a brighter note, the audience score, 45%. 45% for audience. Oh, that's which, still bad, though. That's only 2% higher than Thanksgiving, you guys. Oh, for the uh, audience score. Yeah. 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 I lost 43. all faith in Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Didn't even yeah, so I, those I, tomatoes over there. <laughs> Uh, so I pulled I pulled some mostly critics because I feel like the 15% was just like crazy to me. I couldn't believe it. Uh, so the first neti- negative critic uh, so one was from 2004. Uh, this is Mark Collette. He says uh, the 80 minute setup for the shock has nothing to do with engaging the deep seated fears and emotions that really plague us all at some level every day. And he said half a star. Damn. What? I don't know. The, the way I took that when I read it was just saying he's saying that the whole setup of this movie has nothing to do with like everyday trauma or everyday issues we deal with, which to me is completely false because really yeah. this movie is about like, you know, abuse, about abuse, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, people in power abusing their power, you know. So I thought that's very real. That happens yeah, and like it, every as day. As we talked about in, in It Follows, having a support group and not having the support group and having nobody believe you when you're in that yeah. pit is right. absolutely, that's purgatory if you think about mm-hmm. it. Because there's no one to, you know, both accompany you nor pick you up out of that hole. So I feel like that applies to anybody who's gone through like any kind of serious, you know, trauma in their life. So I don't know about that. Yeah. Another thing I, I read uh, for a lot of the reviews for critics, a lot of people were just shouting and some of the audience people were saying, you know, we, we said, you know, uh, a lot of the stuff isn't possible. And there's a lot of loopholes into how things work. Yeah. One of the persons shouted out, like, how would a sheriff uh, be able to go into a prison and, and do what he does and not nobody knows about it? And I'm like, mm. do you live in the real world? Like that yeah. really happens all the time. Like yeah. anybody with power, especially like a sheriff is like the head of the town. He could do whatever right. he wants. Like saying that yeah. that's not realistic. Like you're super naive if you think that. Mm-hmm. You know right. that's freaking crazy. Um, yeah, that's the, the definition of a sheriff is. Oh, actually, I don't know the definition of sheriff, but <laughs> it's literally like the superior position mm-hmm. on a police force. So mm-hmm. people listen to them, they defer to them. So it's it's the same as this guy, her husband Doug. He's mm-hmm. literally at the top of the chain. So those people, I think, have the the best position to abuse their power. Yeah, yeah. So so all I the agree. people, all the people that didn't like this movie because they don't think it's realistic that these two guys could do this and not get caught. Man, you're freaking naive because it happens every freaking day out there. Actually, you know. Yeah. Uh, Where the fuck you at? Shut the fuck up. Back the fuck up while we fuck this track up. Oh my goodness. What is happening right now? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) 
Laura, I feel like you need a new picture for this episode. Yeah. Just a red hat backwards and just you be friendly. Keep rolling, Laura. Keep rolling, rolling, don't, rolling. Don't. I will so turn into that girl so fast. You don't even know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is crazy. Be careful right. what you wish for. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, I do have yeah. one positive, though. One positive. We shouted him out. He gave uh, the with the village last week the worst movie of he all time. He hated it. Yeah. Ro- Roger Ebert fucking loved this movie. Ooh. Which right. is just like amazing right. to me. Uh, it you is. know what I mean? It's just so, it so fascinating. Uh, he said, this is in 2003. He said, in trash as in art, there is no accounting for taste and redder. I cherish this movie in all of its lurid glory. Uh, so, so pretty much just, I mean, I read his bigger review and he, yeah, does, there's more. He, he shouts out a lot of the negatives, but his main thing I took of it as is like, go with the flow, like go with the movie. Like, yes, yeah. things are ridiculous. Yes. Things are, aren't what you want My them man. to be. He, yeah. but he was like, go with it. Like embrace the, the nonsense and enjoy the movie for what it is. That's the way yeah. I took it. If that makes any sense. My yeah. favorite part of this long review though is one sentence where he calls out Halle Berry. He says the casting of Halle Berry is useful to the movie because she evokes a vulnerable quality that triggers our concern. Hitchcock might have wanted to work with her. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. I mean, nice. what? That is a huge compliment. Mm-hmm. Man. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He, he ended up giving it three out of four stars. So 75%. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is a very, it's very interesting, very divisive. You know, you wouldn't think of it by watching it, you know, the ratings. Uh, it's just crazy. You know, I don't know if people didn't give this enough credit or if they were just tired of things like this, like Greg said. Um, yeah. Or, or what, but uh, yeah, uh, but let's see where we're at. All right, let's do one to five rating. Let's do the obvious. Uh, how many biscuits? How many biscuits are you giving this movie? Uh, <laughs> not that they were eating any biscuits, uh, it's all Fred Durst. Uh, so let's do positive negatives and one to five. How many biscuits are you giving this movie? Uh, what do you think, Laura? Uh, I'm really torn. I, I really like this movie for a lot of it, but then the end really lost me. But I do think the acting was really good. I think the overall story, I mean, I don't even think it's that simplistic, but it was a good story to me. I just didn't like how it got there. I thought that the, you know, like the, the development and the progression towards the end was very choppy. Um, and so I'm going to give it like a 3.25 biscuit. Oh, that's not bad at all. That's not bad. No, like I, I was really between a three and a three and a half. So fuck it. I'm just going to say 3.25. I know Rob loves that. So yeah. uh, three, <laughs> three really warm, fluffy out of the ov- oven biscuits. Mm, all right. And then that last, you know, 0.25 uh, is like a, a limp, stale. It's a limp biscuit. It's a limp biscuit. It's a limp stale biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> It's folding over on the cup. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's nasty. Exactly. Uh, what about you, Greg? How many, how many biscuits are you giving this uh, movie? Yeah. I, I, I'm like on the fence too, because here's the thing with this movie. There are so many things that you just, you can't help but groan at. But mm-hmm. I think this is where I'm so happy that you guys read off the, the Ebert review because I feel so in line with that to where it's, it's, it is all about the flow and it's all about what they want you to kind of focus on. And if you can focus on that and stay on the ride, then you're good. I mean, there were a lot of things that I didn't like by the end. They were trying to make Miranda out to be this like super logical person, a brilliant mm. psychiatrist, yet, you know, she had to rely on her faith. That theme totally fell flat to me. I mean, I, I, I didn't buy that. She didn't seem super logical nor super brilliant. I just felt like, okay, she's knowledgeable. 
She's just doing her job. No, no, not a breakthrough psychiatrist. Um, so all this like logic talk, I, that fell flat. Another negative is that I don't think that she necessarily learned or grew from the experience. I can't really tell if she did. And if she did, I didn't know what, which is something I kind of like to see in character development in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that almost didn't matter to me. Like to me, it's, it, it's like, First of all, the environment, the aesthetic of the movie just kind of carries you the whole way. Um, and then second, it is, you know, like you said, Ebert mentioned the vulnerability of uh, Halle Berry's portrayal of this character. I was totally on board for that. The beginning, they set up, she's a nice person. She helps other people. So you're on board with her. You're on her side. You're rooting for her. So when this happens to her, you know, she's unfairly accused of doing something. You know, in fact, she does do it, but you can tell, you can see it in her eyes that she didn't mean to do it. She loved her husband, or at least the version of her husband that she thought was her husband. So you're rooting for her. You're, you, you want to see how she uses her wits and uses her abilities. And, you know, now that she's on the other side of the table, she has a little bit of that insight. Honestly, it reminds me a lot too, now that I think of it, of Gladiator. Do you remember when, uh, when Maximus, when Maximus was a captain, he was a fighter, then suddenly he becomes a slave, but he has a fighter's instinct. He's on the opposite side of the fence, but he's using his past knowledge to, to come back up. So in, in, in a big way, I feel like this is like an underdog story, which I, I, wow. I really, I like to see. <laughs> right. So I don't get all the hate. I understand about all the silliness. I, I, I can't argue or I can't defend uh, any of the ridiculous, absurd concepts that they tried to peddle to you as a viewer. But at the same time, it didn't matter to me. So I just I just focused on her struggle, her getting back. And I love the aesthetic. I love all, all the effects. So I'm going to go uh, three and a half biscuits. So that's like three just super sopping wet biscuits, you know, apple butter up and oh, down. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Just, you know, dripping mm. hot melted apple mm-hmm. butter up in there. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. last half is, you know, just, uh, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's like a KFC biscuit, like you said, you know, it's kind of old I and like stale. <laughs> Someone forgot about it. <laughs> it's just sitting there. Yeah, but for the for this movie, I, I liked it. I, I actually enjoyed it. I was like Roger. I was like you, Greg, and I got you're like, on a first name basis. Raj, you and Raj, you and Raj, Raj, Row Row are tight with this movie. We were chilling together. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. What's it called? Uh. But I I dug this movie. I dug it a lot. I went in. I didn't. I didn't try to you know think too much about the loopholes into like how things are done or why. I was just watching the movie. You know the plot of what's going on the acting in it i dug um i like the directing i think the production design was super cool uh i like the the twists the reveals i I said i was surprised you know it set up robert downey of course right away i like the rural real world issues of institutional misconduct it talks about um as like a thing and i don't think that's something people talk about from this movie enough um putting like a spotlight on especially back in 2004 um you know it was kind of like under the radar um and then i thought i thought pacing works well this movie i think it's only like an hour and 38 minutes with credits you know so you're talking like an hour and 20 like eight minutes of like film this movie flies by you know, it flies by quick. Yeah, There's a lot did. of times we watch movies where I can feel pacing. I can feel like, man, this movie is longer than I thought it was going to be. We're going on too long here. This felt quick. Like it was moving, which I actually liked a lot. So I, I would be like you guys, though. Like I would say three and a half. Like it's not like a great movie. Like a four would be like a really good movie. But it's three and yeah. a half. I, I dug it a lot. Yes, yeah, so I'll say three and a half. Three and a half biscuits, uh, two, you know. I probably have like, you know, probably like three biscuits with red hats backwards and then the... <laughs> 
the 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 last biscuit is a uh, you know just bald just a bald head fred durst back in the day you know uh yeah so it's it pretty good you know it's, it's just crazy to think like we all we all kind of really like this movie a lot and yeah you know yeah. shout totally. out shout out yeah shout out to emma uh for for recommending this movie because i we definitely probably would have never picked it ourselves you know uh yeah but that's it for this week's review here uh next week we're uh laura you wrote this didn't you next week we're coming in hot with our short shorts <laughs> i forgot what we were doing next week i was like laura why, why are we wearing shirts laura okay uh <laughs> it's because it's greg's pick your poison next week uh greg uh want to do things about shorts uh greg do you want to describe what we're doing next week we are going to the nearest 99 cent store and looking for the shortest shorts we can find <laughs> we're putting them on we're gonna dance around do a little number and see oh. who looks the best and nice that's it no um we're <laughs> We're going to be in, do, going on a personal investigation of some uh, horror short films that are out on the internet. You know, there's, a, gosh, a million of them, it seems. And we're going to pick uh, the top three, the, the ones that we like the best. Uh, we're going to pick the top three that have already been made into movies, which are quite a few. And then we're going to pick top three that have not been made into movies and... Um, you know, chat a little bit about that. Nice, nice. Right. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna break up. Can my I white just shorts. say I can't? I can't wait to see what y'all come dressed as next week. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> just put a big pair of uh, cargo shorts on my head. And... <laughs> those are those are not short shorts. Cargo shorts, shorts are yeah. very long. Yeah. <laughs> come come on the banana hammock. Yeah. <laughs> it's the shortest of shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah everybody listening get ready for our picks next week <laughs> whoever coined that term is an absolute genius by the way banana, banana hammock yeah, yeah it's just it's priceless it's that guy's that guy's yeah. sitting somewhere on a beach in a banana hammock drinking like a drinker right yeah now, you know he's like this made me rich yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man uh yeah so as we're doing next week uh please remember keep sending us in conjecture choice picks like this one so we can keep watching new movies uh you can send us email conjecturing pod at gmail twitter instagram at conjecturing pod or our website podpage.com slash conjecturing pod um also if you like this pod check out our merch store uh merch store is a uh, tpublic.com uh, slash user slash conjecturing pod also please remember to subscribe rate review our podcast whatever you're listening to it on and check out the slash and cast podcast network slash and cast dot network greg you picturing yourself in a banana hammock what are you laughing at <laughs> randomly talking about something you said earlier never mind oh, okay all right <laughs> uh so that's it from the gold room tonight this has been the conjecturing uh i've been rob and laura and greg yeah until next time remember horror subjective so conjecture away see ya bye guys and that is it cue fred durst what it's like to be the bad man to be the sad man behind blue eyes and no one knows what it's like to be hated to be faded to telling only lies but my dreams, the earth is empty. And
Right here. We don't care. Okay. We don't, we care. don't care. 